0: There's the old expression, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And for the most part, it's true. You can't have everything. Life is about trade-offs. A life well lived is about making the right trade-offs. You can't be everything, do everything, or see everything. Anybody who tells you otherwise is selling something. Caveat emptor. But there's one exception. And fortunately, it's a big exception. That exception is our Christian faith. Because at the root of the faith is love, or caritas. And unlike cake, love is infinite. Love increases in the measure that we give it away. Contrary to the way the term love is often used in our popular culture, a person cannot love too much in a Christian sense. Now, let me qualify that argument, because otherwise it's apt to be misunderstood. I don't mean to say that there aren't personal trade-offs or compromises in the practice of the faith. For example, if one feels called to evangelize souls for Christ, one could become a missionary. Depending on the type of missionary, that journey might take you to the outback of Australia or to a tiny village in the jungles of South America or even keep you right here in McLean, Virginia. Conversely, one might feel called to a life of strict prayer and interior contemplation. In that case, you could become a Carthusian monk or a cloistered Dominican nun. But you can't do both. You can't have the prayer life of an enclosed religious and the evangelical impact of a missionary. That's one of the reasons why priests and religious are called to a life of celibacy because the demands of full-time ministry, if they are really being fulfilled, are not compatible with a healthy family life. But what, what I mean to say when I say that our faith allows us to have our cake and eat it too, is that everything that we can do that is good and holy can be referred to God. Because everything, whether it's prayer, evangelization, good works, or study, builds up the kingdom of God. Everything that we do that is informed by our faith and rooted in love extends the reign of Christ. The prayer of the monk locked away in his cell extends the kingdom. The work of a missionary in a remote jungle builds the kingdom. A priest that offers the sacraments builds the kingdom. Visiting the sick or feeding the homeless builds the kingdom. And a family that lives together in faith and harmony builds the kingdom. None of these things competes with or interferes with the other. All of them have their place in the proper ordering of God's kingdom. It's not a zero sum game. Of course, for all of this to work together at the macro level, each of us has to be doing our part on the individual level, meaning that we are truly living out our vocations with holy discernment. That discernment will require us to make individual choices about how to best spend our time, energy, and resources in the context of our personal vocations so that we can do the most that's possible to advance the kingdom. And there are trade-offs there. A priest has to balance his time for rest, reflection, and prayer with the demands of his pastoral ministry. A layperson will have to balance the demands of earning a living at a job with time for family and friends and faith. Parents have to balance time spent with their children against some time spent away from their children to recharge their batteries and maybe their sanity. Self-giving in our vocation means spending ourselves in the service of others. But in order to accomplish that over the long haul requires an appropriate attention to our personal spiritual life and our legitimate physical needs. We see this in the gospel reading today. It says that in the evening, the whole town gathered at the place where Jesus was staying so that he could cure the sick and drive out demons. One can imagine that in doing this, he was kept busy well into the night. I can attest that hearing confessions for an hour or more can be pretty draining. I can't imagine casting out demons or curing the sick for hours on end. So I can sympathize when it says that on the next day, rising very early before dawn, Jesus left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Like any of us, Jesus needed some time in private prayer with his Father in heaven. Son of God, though he was, as a human being, he was spiritually and mentally exhausted. But he let himself be found at the proper time, because there was more work to do. Let us go to the nearby villages and preach there also, because for this I have come. There's always more demons to drive out. The difference between Jesus and the rest of us, however, is that Jesus was perfectly attuned to his mission. He always did the will of his heavenly Father. If he rested or spent time alone, it was because that was what he needed in order to continue continue pouring himself out for the salvation of all. We, by contrast, don't always get the balance right. Most often, we are too self-serving, telling ourselves that we can't give more or do more or be more for others because at heart, we don't want to make the effort. We're too quick to give ourselves a break while vital work remains undone, too quick to reward ourselves with a treat when we've only made a half-hearted effort at fasting. But for some people, it might be otherwise. Some people try to give what they don't have, They deny themselves too much in a misguided attempt to live for others. Their heart might be in the right place, but it's no less self-defeating than a person who is prone to being lazy or self-indulgent. The solution is to recognize that sometimes we have to step on the gas, other times we have to hit the brakes. Sometimes we should eat the cake, other times we should save it for later. Sometimes we work, other times we rest. Sometimes we pray, other times we recreate. All of these things can be holy. Indeed, all of them are demanded by a life of holiness when they are pieces of a life that has been integrated to God and infused with Christian charity. When the answer to each question or option in our minds is premised on, how will this advance the kingdom of God? And so we have to remember the words of St. Paul, all this I do for the sake Of the gospel, the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.